welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Demigod Chronicles. It's your boy, Asante Dyer, a.k.a. Demigod, and I'm here with my co-host. How you guys doing? My name is Christian Lopez. I missed last week, but I'm back by popular demand. We got a special guest today, so we're going to have a lot of fun. We got Jay here from a jail phone. Jay calling in from the jail phone. Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm here. Once again, I'm back at it like a crack at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Chris said, I missed last week. We always come back, baby. You know what I'm saying? We here. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't there, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, you call me whatever you want, but don't call me what, Chris? Bro. And? I'm saying. All right, we got, we got two studio guests for me. One's our actual guest. The other one, he's just here taking up space. You know, we got Mills in the cup. Right? <laughs> um, we have Miss Alasia with us. Round of applause. She she is our first guest of the month, and this month we are talking about love and relationships. Yes. To keep up with the theme of February. Malaysia, by profession, by her uh, love for it, she's very into relationships, very outspoken. She always shares what she has to say, and I, I respect that highly when someone is open to share what's on their mind and doesn't hold back just based on who's around. I think that's beautiful. And she's talked to us about relationships before. She was teaching us a lot about what she goes through. So I think she has a lot a lot of special things to share with you guys and it's definitely going to add value, enrich your life, and hopefully make you better with your relationships <laughs> in your life. So, Malaysia. I'm here to show some love. I'm super excited. This is brand new for me. I've never done something like this before. So I'm ready to tap in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We hope you enjoy the experience. Uh, you know, last week I was here on my dolly, swinging, fighting, fighting <laughs> demons. But I, you feel me? We we pulled through. We we got some content done. Tell people what's been going on with you. What's going on my life, man. Yeah. Everything's good. Uh, I missed last week. I had some uh, things I had to take care of. Some events I had to go to, so I couldn't be here. But my week was great, man. It's phenomenal. Still grinding. Still chasing my goals. Learning Spanish. Doing everything else I got to do. So. You know, I'm having fun, you know, most importantly, you know, the grind's fun, but, you know, if you're not having fun with life, you gotta do something else, so, definitely enjoying mine, so. My week was, you know, it was pretty cool, I got some, some things done, uh, got some, some orders finished, uh, you made us some really nice shirts. Yeah. Really, really nice shirts. Got, I got some Appreciate shirts done, that. you know, you know, um, and I got. I'll tell you, I ain't get one. Sure got, should have been here. You're not here. Thank you. <laughs> should have been here. <laughs> you're not here, buddy, don't want to tell you. Well, uh, yeah, I got a COVID test last week. Um, <laughs> I was around anybody, anything like that. You got to make sure you're being safe out here in these trying times. And it was uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like, I feel like they itch your eye socket, bro. Don't yeah, they got, they got back their paws. But I'm, hey, yo. I'm, I'm negative. You don't get to talk like that. You, you, you're on a jail phone. Don't, don't get muted, Jay. Yeah, don't get muted, my don't boy. Don't get muted today, Jay. Don't, don't get, get muted. muted. Um... Y'all yeah, test came out negative. You know, we we out here. We you feel me? We rocking. Malaysia, what's new with you? How was your week? Um, my week was busy, busy, busy. Um, I was working all week. Normally, I work two jobs, but I'm busy like crazy. And then my clients call me when I get home. So I'm happy that today's my chill day. Okay. I get to hang out with you guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's appreciate Her one day off, she came and spent it with us. I appreciate that. Yeah. I like this. Nice. All right, so you know, we gotta do a little introduction to who you are. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So, um, I met her first. I go first. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> so I, I went to high school with Malaysia. She was on a basketball team. She was cool with all the people I was cool with. A lot of parties and things like that. But yeah. now we're—it's funny—we're adults now. We were just talking about that, like how we've grown so much. 
instruments. We look different. We, you know, we're acting different way, mature, speak different, life's different. So it's cool to like, I guess, be in that stage with someone who's not, you know, you're not, you have Instagram and things, but not really see how their life is. And then you catch up with them. It's like, wow, they, they've grown so much. They've like, it's like that flower blossoming. So definitely it was a, a pleasant surprise just to hear everything you got going on, just to, and just to catch up with you. So yes, yes, I totally appreciate the love. Um, yeah, we did go to high school together, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. That was like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> literally forever ago. And I'm happy that we can sit down and talk now. And, you know, that we are completely different people. Mm-hmm. And we've grown to be like these spectacular adults. Because <laughs> I like to speak everything into existence. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited to be here yeah. together with. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, she man. played. She played ball. She might. She know. Uh, my cousin. Then. Oh my God. Jay. Jay got every. Co- nah, but you probably do know his cousin. What's his cousin's name? Michaela. Walker. Yeah. Oh yes, I do know her. Yeah, that's my little cousin. Word. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, her and uh. Her and Nas. Nas is your cousin too. Yeah. Yeah, Nas is my boy. I know you through Chris through social media. You know. Just got a good following, and um, definitely wanted to, you know, I follow you on Twitter as well. You know, <laughs> tweets are everyone's outlet. Wild, you, Every, it's, it's okay, everyone's you outlet. So, you know, I just want to get some of your perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we, I said it already. I'm pretty sure, but uh, this month we're uh, spotlighting, you know, love and relationships. So we're gonna, just gonna have a few guests on, so you can, you know, see different people's perspectives, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about different topics, and disclaimer, you know, none of us are experts, you can't be experts at relationships, because you can study it, but a person-to-person uh, contact, there's no written book on it or anything, well, there is a book on it. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk, we definitely, so, um, yeah, it's, it's everyone's, everyone uh, that's going to be talking up here is talking from past experiences and just how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone can agree to disagree with us. No, you want to give them because I know she has a very unique experience. Yeah, I was, was going to say, uh, definitely give us, you know, some background. Uh, let the people know what you got, got going on. Who are you? Okay. You know. So my name's Alasia, if you guys didn't know that already. Miss Liliana. But my friends call me Lay. Um, I am a BT right now, which is like a behavioral technician or a therapist however you want to call it. Um, I'm doing my grad right now to become a BCBA, um, which is a board certified behavioral analysis. And it's basically what I do now, but um, they're more like, they can implement things and stuff like that. We actually like enforce the things as behavioral techs. They like implement them and write them up. Um, I love what I do. I work with adults in the daytime let me start there. I work with adults in the daytime at a group home, and that's more behavioral work. So I work with them hands-on. And then um, in the nighttime, I work with kids, and that's more like ABA work where I teach them and we go through colors and um, different shapes because they're kitties. They're like four years old. Uh, I love what I do. And sometimes it gets super, super stressful. Anything in mental health, psychology, social work, is always going to be super, super stressful. But if you always remember your end goal and why you do it and your love and your drive, then you will always stay on track. And it's always good to like talk to your friends and talk to your family when you feel like you're overwhelmed. 
Um, so getting into a field like that, was that something that you always saw yourself doing or was it something that, you know, it came about later in life and you thought that it was something that you could get into? Um, so I first got into college bio pre-med. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like hell bent that I was going to be a doctor, a gynecologist. I was like, I'm going to deliver babies. I can't wait to do this. And then I took one chem class and was like, shit <laughs> straight up i was like i'm not doing this like there's no way like i cannot keep up with this this is too stressful this is too much so that same year i was playing lacrosse in college and um my lacrosse coach i was telling her like the things i was interested in like i like helping people with disabilities and my little brother actually growing up was autistic but he broke through his intervention and now he's off of his isp and he's doing better um so I always had that love and that drive for people with disabilities. So she was like, oh, my sister does these camps. And I was like, oh, like, let me know what's like what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. how can I get plugged in? And she sent me the link. And that same summer, I ended up in Cali for four months working with people with disabilities That's on dope. a camp. That's dope. On a campsite. And it was literally the most reviving thing ever. I came back and was like, I'm the baddest bitch in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I can accomplish anything. So then when I came back, I changed my major to social and behavioral science. And I've been doing it ever since. I've been working with people with disabilities at a group home. And I've been grinding in that field ever since. I love it. Nah, that's that's super dope. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't know how people tell you this, but you're definitely a superhero on its own. Because my my first experience with uh, something like that was uh, one of my friends growing up. His mom um, taught at our school, and she was worked with the younger kids, and she worked with special needs kids, and just seeing the amount of like work she had to put in, and like sometimes on a day uh, we like go like to her classroom to go visit her and stuff like that, and just seeing like the type of kids she had to do, uh, deal with, and like the patience she had to have, and for you to, you know, pe- there's people that teach and they just do it for a check, like that's not something like, you can do for it. a check. You have to do it from like a place love. of love, yeah. So. I think that's super dope, and I definitely commend you for, you know, getting into that field. Thank you. I appreciate that. You got to be a special person. Thank you. Oh, you guys are going to make me cry. I'm so <laughs> So do you feel like, like going through this process, the experience has helped you grow into the person you want to be? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, starting off, I was like, I have no idea what to expect. Like, when I first got into the camp, I was like, oh, my gosh, there was people throwing things, like, things were just, like, everything was happening so quick, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, how, I'm not going to be able to do this, like, I don't have the patience for this, I don't have the mindset for this, like, I've seen it, and I said I can do it, but can I actually do it, so, um, a day went by, and I was, like, oh, this is life, like, I love this, I will do this over and over and over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. and, um, when I came back home, I had, like, the support, like, of my supervisors. Like, my supervisors at my jobs, both of them are, like, dolls. Like, even though shit gets crazy because of our jobs, um, because of what we do, they, like, support you to the max. So having them as, like, a support system, like, oh, I need to check in with this, this, and this. Like, do you know? Can you help me? Mm-hmm. They'll always be, like, there to help you. And my mom, my parents, like, they... Everybody kind of just 
pushes me forward. Nobody holds me back. My friends, I barely have friends. I talk to like three people Mm -hmm. and those three people are literally like, go and do everything that you can possibly do to be the best you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that helps a lot. So I, it, at the same time, has it first of all, you have a great support system. Yeah. But the, the, at the same time, does that has it changed the way you deal with like being in that environment where you saw people are throwing things and it gets hectic? Did has it changed the way you treat people outside of that environment? Yeah, most definitely. It's make gained. I've gained so much patience. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be like, oh no, I can't deal with this. Like I'm over it. I'm just gonna ignore it. But I've like it has like taught me so many things like the reason people like everybody has a reason as to why they behave the way they do mm-hmm. we can never assume that we know somebody enough to be like oh they're just doing that for x y and z because you never know what is going on in their head or you never know what's going on in their life mm-hmm. so it's taught me to be more like compassionate and more um, patient towards other people in their situations Wow. Yeah. That's definitely, that's definitely I've, I've always wondered that because I know, um, you know, people who do social work and stuff like that. And it's outside of that, you have to deal with so many things. So, you know, you can either come from, a, you know, a really long day or something like that and be dealing with that. And for some people, I, I would figure, you know, they might have a short fuse because they just dealt with a lot. And they want to come home and decompress or if it feels like still to be a part of the job to come home and deal with a different type of human-to-human interaction, you know? And, like, be like, all right, this person's upset because whatever. And, like, still understand that you have to deal from it from that aspect. Because, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just are caught up in your own emotions. Yeah. Yeah, you always have to. My whole thing is I'm, I don't know if any of you guys do this, but I talk to myself a lot. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, like, little mumbles, like, you're going to be good, you're going to be good, you're going to be good. Mm -hmm. But you have to. You have to have that drive. Regardless of anything else, you have to be like, okay, like, does this person deserve this? Like, at the end of the day, we're all human, and we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to do things. And like I said, there's always a reason and an underlying reason and things that people don't talk about, and that's why they behave the way they do. Yeah, um, me and Chris have talked about that before. Self talk is actually oh my, yeah. is a really so big important. part. Of, it's a really power big part of success. Of and, spoken word. Yeah, yeah man. And that's a part of like because people talk about you know, um, like daily affirmations and stuff like yeah. that, and really putting yourself. It's almost not like you're tricking yourself, but you know you're just convincing yourself that you can do these things mm-hmm. by telling yourself you can do it. Because for someone to make that realization within you. It's always a big form of gratitude because for someone to look at you, evaluate your skill set and say, I know you can do this, coming from an outside source, it's a lot because sometimes we can't even tell ourselves that. Right. So it's, that's definitely a big part. So I want to ask you a question, right? Yeah. So from your experience, mm-hmm. have you like started to understand, because I know there's, you ever heard of like Maslow's Laws, like why people do what they do, like mm-hmm. the basic human yeah. motivation? So mm-hmm. like from what you've seen, like what's your opinion for like the most basic, it could be multiple. The, the most basic reasons people, for why people do what they do. Like okay. their motive, basic motive. Okay, so a little snippet of um, what I'm taught in school is that there's five, oh, I, I might mess this up, there's five functions to a behavior. Mm-hmm. So five reasons as to why a behavior occurs. Mm-hmm. And it's attention, access to tangibles, sensory, um, mm, 
uh, escape mm-hmm. as Dennis Hanks from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what else? I'm trying to remember stuff that's on in my head right. I think the Conjurer's Escape, Haunting, The Haunting, and there's one more thing mm-hmm. that I can't put my head around it. So, um, you know, obviously in any field, there's assessments. So when you run those assessments, <coughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, most of the time, I have noticed in working with my adults, it's more of attention. They're attention seeking. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of the things they do, like uh, whether it's a negative or a positive behavior, they will literally do whatever to get your attention. Yeah. Um, with the kitties, um, in autism, because it's such a wide spectrum, um, some of them aren't verbal. A lot of them aren't verbal or have limited to no speech. So they can't tell you they want or need something. So a lot of the times, I think with the kitties, it's like they can't, they have access to tangibles. Like they can't tell you they want something. So they get frustrated and behave negatively or positively or however it is that they actually tell you they want something. Yeah, I I went to a school like that. I mean, I went to a kid, (laughs) went to a school, went to school with a kid like that. I'm sorry, (laughs) we just got jumbled up. And... We like he would be in class with us, and he had an aide with him. Mm-hmm. And um, when he didn't understand something, he'd get really frustrated. And before he would ask for help, he would start crying. And then once he had to ask for help, he would start hitting himself because I think like I I didn't I obviously was a kid and I didn't know what was going on. But like as you get older, you see that like these like certain people just they don't have the ability to do certain things, and exactly. like it's within our range to help these people. Exactly. You know? and, it's definitely different because they don't have a, like an overall concept of it. No, at yeah. all. Do you, do you think for people outside of our outside that environment, do you think they got this the same exact yeah needs? Just they have a better way of mastering. Yes, it? absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. The same thing that we do that our parents do to us when we're kids, like uh, punishing us. Well. Punishment is, like, the last thing that we're taught. We're taught to never use punishment regardless, negative or positive punishment. Mm -hmm. It is just banned. You don't do it unless absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think, like, some of the things that uh, parents teach us, like, if you do good in school, we'll buy you a, a nice toy or things like that. That's the same things that we implement. We just put fancy words in front of them yeah. and and we have our letters behind our name, but we can literally do things that your parents would probably be like, oh, I did that or whatever. So it definitely applies to real life. It's just that some kids or people need more time than others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, a lot of those things I feel like translate because I know people yeah, as adults that like, they don't physically say it, but just through their actions. Like, if they're doing something, and we talked about um, instant gratification before, that, um, you know, when people don't see an immediate impact on whatever it is that they're doing, like, they might get discouraged because, you know, they want to see a reward for their actual actions. Yeah. And it goes back to being a kid and you, you know, bringing home a good progress report and getting something like that. So it's like, if you're at work and, you know, you're consistently, you know, putting in extra time, like, you're really, you know, getting these tasks done for your boss. Like, you're going to either, you know, expect some type of 
gratification from him or something like that, or you're gonna expect some type of reward as whether it be a raise, you know, something like that. Or yeah, yeah. It's just a bigger whatever prize it would right. be when we were like children, obviously. Most definitely. It definitely applies to real life. I always say that, like <laughs> excuse me. Like some of the things I tell my mom, like implement this in my little brother, like take away his phone and turn it off or it's just same things that I would use at work and mm-hmm. um yeah, I think people, people, everything is taught. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Everything is taught. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, I really like, I like psychology. It was my first major, so mm-hmm. I changed it. Um, but I, I like reading about it. And I was reading about like cognitive biases. Mm-hmm. And it was like how it plays a factor in like, almost like companies and corporations, they can convince you to do things without you noticing it. Yeah. And like risk and reward is one of them. Um, <coughs> Um, they said like the worst thing you could do to someone is like say I brought something to this phone and I just take it back without like no for no yeah. reason just to give no. someone something and take it from them. That's like the worst thing ever. Is that why you guys me. don't punish? Yes, we don't punish. We don't take. Okay, so positive p uh, the positive punishment is defined as adding something to adding something to decrease the behavior, and a negative punishment is taking away something to decrease the behavior. So, um, the other day, actually, um, I just learned that, um, bitter nail polish, so when kids bite their nails, um, and you put bitter nail polish, so they stop biting their nails, is, neg- is positive punishment. Have you guys ever heard of positive no. punishment? No. So I didn't know that existed until you said yeah. that. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. So, I think, reverting back to what you said, um, and cognitive biases, I think that, I don't know how to explain it. Because I get so caught up with, like, my work mm-hmm. and, how <laughs> like, how it relates to real life. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, I'm always, like, in work mode. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, like, kids, kids, kids. But, no, it's, like, adults. And, like, we learn things way quicker. And we can, ex- and we experience things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how we go to school and stuff like that is so different to how they go to school and how they experience how our love and our love languages and all that stuff like they don't get to experience that so i i, I remember i was taking a um a course and i forgot i think it was a philosophy course and i forgot who said it but they were uh basically saying like how pe- there's certain people who think that we view the world from one lens and there's people that think we view the world from a kaleidoscope because like you know kaleidoscope mm-hmm. has a bunch of different views and stuff and it's like whatever whatever you you are in that situation, that's how you're going to view the situation. So, like, you can obviously be really rational. Yeah. But you can I'm obviously... so rational. You can be really rational, yeah. but you can, you can you know, easily revert back to, you know, you being upset and yeah. you acting off of impulse. And then later then to be able to assess, but the you that acted off of impulse was a different you than would be, than be doing the later right. assessment, you yeah. know? most definitely. That's such a good point. Because, like, sometimes, like I said... I'll leave work and I'll just be like, I don't want to talk to my friends for a week. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody for a week. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it'll be like, I need a lot of people around me mm-hmm. for me to feel, like, comforted. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just all different. Like, you can see it all differently. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was, you know, a little bit about you <laughs> yeah. and, and what you're into. 
So I'll take notes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely gonna look up positive punishment. Yeah. I, I positive punishment. I was like, oh my gosh, and I like actually um, had referred it to one of my clients, and my BCBA, like my supervisor, was like, don't do that because that's considered punishment. And I was like, what? So then I started asking around, and everyone was like, yeah, no, it's like one of those um, taboo topics of yeah. like my field. Yeah, that's definitely different. Jay, what, what did you what did you learn from that? Uh, I mean, I, I like the, the whole idea of like you know punishment, uh, oh, positive punishment, but um, <clears throat> some kids don't uh, you know re- react well to <laughs> to positive punishment. Sometimes you really got to do you know what I'm saying yeah. do s- certain oh, things for them to listen. You know. Because we talked about this last time. Yeah. What's your opinion on beating kids? Oh, no. You should not beat kids. That's what I told you. It's, it's not effective. It's not oh, even yeah. effective. A- oh. Aside from the fact that you are beating kids. I won't, I won't kids. say beating kids, though. It's I'm not, not I'm effective. Not like, I told these niggas. All right. I, I, I told, I told them, as a child, really I wasn't like. like I was just like. Like, you have bad kids. Bad kids. And sometimes they really just don't understand. Uh, let me take your phone for a week. Because they know when I <laughs> come by and get it back, they're going to go right back to... Bro. But like me, you know, like what, what I said with me is like I wasn't hit for like a bunch of stuff. Like, But when I was younger, I was like, quote, unquote, a bad kid, right? Mm-hmm. And my parents would talk to me. So it wasn't like I would just do one thing my parents snap at me and I get hit. Like There was a year where I was like consistently fighting in school. I got to like 13 fights. They were sending me to like people like you... You know, trying to get, figure out what was going on with me and all this stuff. And it, it was just me personally, I couldn't accept the fact that, like, I, w- I felt like I was a nice person. So I never understood when people would come at me in a manner of, like, because I didn't put that energy out there. So, like, whenever I felt disrespected, like, I, I just had to do something because it was like I didn't I didn't do anything to you to even make you come at me with that energy. So right. whenever someone brought that to me, like, I would deal with it. And, like, that's what I was explaining to people. So, like, my parents, they never really, like, you know, like, you got hit for little things, right? I'm Caribbean, so, like, you, it's little things. Yeah. But that's, that. That's, like I said, I'm first generation here. Right. So, you know, that's a cycle that I plan on breaking with my kids. But then again, like, my parents didn't hit me just for anything. So, like, if I got suspended from school, sometimes I still would even get hit. But, like, there's a point where, like, there was a point in my life where I can say was, you know, my life was literally making a split where I had, you know, certain friends that, you know, started dealing with really illegal things, you know, selling drugs, doing this, doing that. Right. And I had friends that were playing football. And, and doing positive things, and I, whenever I got in trouble with something that was, like, in the, you know, along me going, like, I got arrested, like, when I was, like, sixth grade and stuff like that, like, so, like, when it was something like that, my, like, my parents, like, almost had to put their hands on me, so I can understand that they're, like, not willing to, like, because there was no talking to me at that point, you know, so, like, when you have something that that's, that that is that extreme, for me, as a parent, I wouldn't understand how to, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I'm going to whoop my kids' ass. Why, why were you upset? Like, why were you beating people up? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I never started a fight in my life, but I got into a lot of fights. I've, I've had, I've had, I, no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sound believable. Like, I'm telling yeah, you, as a kid, not. I was trying, I was trying to be friends. Like, that's here, not even I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you. 13 fights, you didn't start not one. Listen, listen, I'll give you. That doesn't I'll, make sense. I'll give you a good example, right? When I was younger, I grew up in Patterson, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
me, I've always been well-spoken. Like, my dad, he made us read books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go to school. You know, I'm able to, to deal with whatever. Like, I'm the youngest of four, all boys. I got tough skin. Mm-hmm. So somebody says something to me, I feel like I'm a funny person. I can say something back to you and just joke on you. But it's like, someone would throw a joke at me, I would throw a joke back, now they want to fight me. But it's like, you just threw a joke at me, you feel me? And if you come and put your hands on me, I'm going to deal with this. So, like, a lot of my fights is like that. And then when I moved from Patterson to Montclair, when I got to Montclair, everybody's like, oh, this black kid's coming from Patterson. He got to be tough. So, I had white boys trying me. Like, just doing... I was living in gym class. A kid beamed the ball in the back of my head. Like, I'm not going to not turn around and not beat him up. <laughs> Whooped his ass. My first week there. And then when I moved from Montclair back to Patterson, and people were here, I talk. And they're like, where you just transferred from? From Montclair. I'm like, oh, you're a white boy, da da da. But I'm like, I'm from Patterson, and I had people trying me because they thought I was a, I was soft. So it was like, a lot, a lot of things. Like I, I'm telling you, I never, <laughs> I never started a fight, okay. ever. I mean, you did start the fight with the beam. Like, how did you <laughs> turn around and, and then hit him? He beamed the ball at my head. Yeah, was it intentional? Yes. You know that for a fact. Yes, because he started laughing as soon as I turned around. <laughs> like, I know, but my thing is like, it's just that like, I just don't think that. Like I was reading something that beating your kids is not yeah effective. Mm-hmm. I think that that was a problem that you were like trying to face just growing up, trying to like figure yourself out, trying to find yourself. Like you were moving from Patterson to Montclair, like that was just a lot, and it was probably like in a important time of your life of your development. And I feel like you were going through that, but your ki- your parents beating you was not gonna change. Whether or not you got into them 13 fights or if you did not get into them 13 fights. I'm going to be honest. My parents beating me stopped me from hanging out with a kid who the next year was arrested for some illegal shit that I probably would have been with him. You think so? I, I 100% know so. They beat you that bad? Hell yeah. I don't know. I don't, bro. I don't. Like, I, I don't I've read so. it. Facts. I, I mean, think, my experience. I, I got think some you're. Because I got caught coming from his house. I think like, I skipped school, went to the kid's house. The kid was, like, smoking weed. So he got arrested for, like, smoking weed, like, the next year. And I probably would have been hanging out with him while he was doing that. I think I you knew at some point that you could not be that guy's friend anymore. But the thing is, because I know that, like, if I get caught hanging out with him again, I mean, I'm a, that's, like, that's how it affected me. It was like, I know if I, if I get caught hanging out with this kid again, that's just gonna, first off, not only did I get my ass but I actually was on punishment after that. Is it the d- disappointment of your parents, mm. or is it your parents beating you? Both. I think it's me. Both. I think it's the disappointment. This is like, this is why no, I, I see I kids, think it's both. Like, kids like, even just a human being in general. Yeah. Human beings are like a plant, right? Mm-hmm. You have to nurture it. You have to water it. You have to nurture it. You have to, your job is to allow it to grow as tall as it could possibly be, right? But beating it or beating it doesn't do that. And it's like proven in studies after research after it just doesn't do that. It's a misconception. You feel me? Like trauma. I think that unnecessary trauma. And it comes in like unnecessary trauma. Like I think it comes from the fact like I think sometimes, not all parents, there's just a frustration that you almost don't know what to do and you feel like the only way to get that done is to beat them. But if you knew other ways to handle the situation, then you wouldn't do that. Yeah. I I, I believe that as well. But like you see certain instances, I you have a four year old, right? Mm-hmm. Bro starts being big into like slapping me in the face and stuff. Yeah. Now you don't slap the kid hard back in the face, but you pluck the kid in the hand and say, "Don't hit me." That didn't feel good. Like and you shouldn't hit me. Right. I can say but why you can't like why wouldn't you just take the hand, hand in be- your hand? Because if you like, if you explain that's that, inappropriate. 
you know, do things like that. Some kids, like I said, we've had They're this conversation not, before. Some kids not doing. So, there's, kids, cer- there's certain kids who, who can like understand what? that, and there's certain kids, like I said it's before, right like ahead. they have to touch fire. But that high. starts from the beginning of their development. Yeah. yeah, like kids taught that. If you like, if you start with the baby in your hand and the baby's like slapping you in the face from little, like mm-hmm. in your arm, then that's you're teaching them bad things. Like mm-hmm. you, you need to teach your kids. Put your hands down. You don't touch your parents. Yeah. It starts from very, very, very little. And that's why it's important to have both parents or have at least one parent that's super interactive with the kids because then things like that happen. Mm-hmm. And it's uncontrollable. Yeah. And then people go revert to beating because yeah. they're just so frustrated. Like, I, I know, like, I don't know about you guys. Like, if you guys ever got in trouble for doing something wrong, right? I know when I was a kid and I got in trouble for doing something wrong, it didn't teach me to stop doing it. It taught me do it and don't get caught. Literally. They didn't teach me to stop. It just said, I'm going to do this, and I'm not, you're never going to catch me now. Right, and it's going to be fun. I'm yeah, it's <laughs> fun. Like, I'm going to just be wilding now. Yeah. I ain't going to cap. I think anything I got in trouble for when I was younger, and I got caught for it, and I, and I got caught for it, like, I don't know if I was able to, like, compartmentalize like that. That I just got to do shit differently and do the same right, thing. I, saying, I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I used to be saying, worth it. sit in my room, my dad, would, my dad was the type of person, he would take all the plugs. Like, he'd take the plugs from the TV, the plugs. So I used to sit in the room, like, dark. I used to be like, listen, next time, I'm fine. I'm not getting caught. My parents were the type to, like, my dad is African, so he lived by this thing called pump tires, which was basically squats, but our hands like this, mm-hmm. and would put us in the corner and be like, just go until we say and stop. And our parents would literally have dinner in front of us and everything. And we'll still be there squatting, basically, like, pumping tires, like, going up and down, up and down, up and down. Got strong. Yo. Like, strong. Yo. You probably dunk on that girl's face. Yo. <laughs> Yo, it was, it was bad. But, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I definitely plan on not, you know, beating my children. Yeah. But... I'm not. I'm not gonna be opposed. You feel me? Oppo- oh Some get a little too crazy. Like you get a little too crazy. Like I'm sorry. I'm like, not beating my kids though. I'm sorry. Like, you go on your kids' phone. Your kids got news on it. News on the internet. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna. I'm but a, you gotta feel me first. Your seed. Yeah, like yeah, you them. birthed them. I understand. Yeah, for me, like the way I'm gonna do it is like I need to become a better parent. Yeah. But you and you also it, it depends on the kid because you can have a kid that the more you hit them, the more they resent you, and you can have a kid like me. To where I understand the fact that when my parents hit me, mm-hmm. they only hit me at the extremes. One and two, mm-hmm. it's not like they love me less. It's just I I know I push the limits. Yeah. And fear. That oh, is the difference between like our generation and like the generation now, because I was beat too, but I love my parents. I would never say anything wrong about them. I think they did everything for me to be the best version of myself. Yeah. And they used to beat the crap. Like my mother used to beat the crap out of me Mm -hmm. but I think it was just because she knew what I was capable of but Mm -hmm. the kids now are more delicate and I even feel like because you you even feel like I feel like sometimes like when I have parents when I was younger it was almost like a fear I had for my parents yes and I don't think that's like for a mental standpoint for a kid's mental I don't think it's good for a kid to live in fear no because of what the effects of what that will cause the kids yeah. to have in the future. Yeah, most definitely. I, I agree and disagree with that. I agree in the aspect of a kid, but I you should be fearless in the eyes of you think you can do everything, but you, should, you shouldn't you should not fear 
um, construct and consequences, you know. Factor. But it's not but, but you don't. But one yeah. is like our, when you see the, the the stove, right? If I don't want to watch the stove right now, turn the fire on. When you see the fire, are you afraid of it? No. But you wouldn't touch it. No. So you know the consequences of it without experiencing fear, right? Yes. The mental state of fear is not good for anybody. You don't need to be in a state of fear to understand the consequences of your actions. I. But then again, like I said, you apply that to real life stuff. I'm I'm a law-abiding citizen. I understand I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. Do I fear other black men? No. But I understand that people have a construct of fearing me. Mm-hmm. So I have a fear of how people perceive what I do. So I know I understand that there's certain things and there's certain ways mm-hmm. that I can't move just because I have to. Just, like and once again, it's not a perfect world. Like if I'm yeah. driving at nighttime and I'm wearing a hat or a hood, I'm taking it off. Yeah, but the, but do you think there's a? I, think, I feel like there's a difference between having understanding and being fearful. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a it's, difference. It's a little of both to me because like I don't get in the car and I'm like afraid and shaking and driving. Yeah. But like, I like I just understand what's like the climate of the world we live in. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like when I get in the car, I'm taking my hood off just because like if I don't know it's profile. You feel me? So it's yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a double sided coin because. Definitely, I, I I agree with, you, with what you're saying, but like I I just had I tend to look at it different ways sometimes too. What are you saying, Olivia? No, oh. All right, so moving on to the next segment, uh, current events. Who wants to get us kicked off? You guys go. You wanna? Yeah, you, I know you had something very um, interesting. The vaccine. Okay. We can throw it out there now. Um, okay. what are your thoughts on it? Um, I'm not getting vaccinated, respectfully. Um, I think that because I work in healthcare, um, eventually it will be mandated. And just uh, ethically, I would get the shot to, you know, continue pursuing my job. But morally, I do not believe in the shots. I think that's sometimes killing. <laughs> I don't want to say it like that, but I'm, per- I'm personally not getting the shot personally, and here's I got my reasons for why. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I take very good care of myself, and I think the the chances of me being affected by COVID is very low. And but I think the chances of me being affected by uh, something that was rushed through a process and is usually a lot longer mm-hmm. might be like if it's if I if there's a chance of me dying from COVID is point zero 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 one percent, and the chance of me having an effect by this vaccine is maybe 0.1%. It's more likely that happened than me dying from this. So I would rather not get it, but then go to the extreme measure of taking really good care of myself. Yeah. And then being safe. Like, you don't see me at house parties. You don't see me at, you know, clubs. So I'm not, you know, that's how I feel. It's just, it's about being conscious. Like, I'm I'm the same way. Like, my my family, like, I have an infant in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, I pretty much just see him and you guys Mm -hmm. on the weekend. So outside of that, like, I don't, you know, I don't venture out too much, especially now in the, in the time that we that, that we're in. And if I am, mm-hmm. then I wore a mask. And now that it's cold, I'm definitely not doing like in the summer. Like I, I went to stuff like outdoors, and I was still wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But like now, like I'm I don't want to be in anywhere enclosed. Like I see people, you know, ran party buses, doing a whole bunch of different stuff, and it's like mm-hmm. unless everybody on that bus got tested before they got on there, like that's not my vibe for right now. Yeah. Like, for and yeah, I can, like and I could just understand that just because of the fact that like I'm. It's not just about me. Like, I live, both my parents are 50 plus. Mm-hmm. I live with an infant whose immune system can easily be compromised. I live with a four year old and an and a eight year old, you know, like, 
it's other people in my house besides me, so I can't just go out. Five. What's that? Oh yeah, I'm already five now. Oh, Mar, yeah. He's five. So um, I can't, I can't. My bad. You on a joke, call. I keep forgetting you there. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just can't just go out, just do whatever, and come back home. So yeah, I'm definitely conscious of those things. Mills, you get? Uh, Mills, Jay, you getting it? But the vaccine, I don't know yet. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm scared. But then again, I'm like. If I get it, you know what I'm saying, and it works, and I'm good, then I, I don't know yet. I don't know. As a woman, I also think about, like, my reproductive organs and things like that. Like, you don't know what kind of, like, effect this has on anything yet. Yeah. Like, what are babies need to be born? Like, I, there's so many factors that, like, have not been considered because you're just shooting a bunch of people up and we're gonna wait a year from now and see things pop up from people. I know that one person, one person that I know said she saw someone getting the shot and literally passed out getting the shot. Like, that's crazy. And I don't wanna experience anything like that or have to see anybody experience Didn't they say Hank Aaron died like a two weeks after getting it? Uh, I believe they said the same yeah. about uh, um, Larry King. He got it and then died. Yeah, he he like he was like on Twitter like publicly publicly saying that he wanted to get the shot so he can ease people's minds of like being afraid of it, and then he died like a few days later. Yeah, I think Hank Aaron's the same way. He wanted to ease people's minds yeah. in the past couple weeks later. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely a tough situation because you want to be on the side of medicine and you want to trust. Obviously, you know, the, the higher-ups, but at the same time, like, that's not something you play with. Like, you yeah. see, it's well-documented now, especially in today's yeah. era. Yeah, I mean. Like, we all seen the video when we were younger, the lady that she got, the well, I think it was for uh, H1N1. Mm-hmm. Like, she got the swine flu vaccine, and <laughs> then she couldn't walk regularly. She could only walk backwards. And, like, it, oh, that was real? That was real. Oh. Yeah, that was real, bro. Yeah, it was. A, it was, was like real. a. It was like an actual news story. Oh, I thought it was like you know. Shorty only nah, walked backwards. Nah, like that was real. Facts. And there's a, there's like another documentation out there. I think it was like a Ebola vaccine a few years ago. Like this lady, she just kept like, like she, it, it was almost like she had like um, Parkinson's after she got it, and she just kept shaking, and she could talk regularly, but she would just get into like going to extreme shape. So, that stuff is definitely difficult. Um, everybody out there. Uh, do your research before you, you know go do anything, and you know whether you choose to get it or not. We definitely respect um, whatever your decision is. Yeah. Um, my current event that I want to bring up was NFL related. It's about uh Chad Wheeler. What was his name? What was his name? I don't know. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, this uh, this once again, I don't I don't condone you know domestic violence, and I definitely don't think people understand um like when things like this go on like especially you know a few years ago when it was the the guy like just what any accusations go against athletes and it's not spotlighted the same way as you know as they do with african African american athletes like i I find an issue with that because you know i once again if 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 that's the bar the bar you can't move the goalposts for whoever's kicking you feel me yeah so it's like if you're going to be that way with Ray Rice, if you're going to be that way with Kareem Hunt, if you're going to be that way with, you know, whoever, like, then you need to make sure you're being that thorough with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for it to take freaking 
what how, how many days like three or three or four days for it to hit like you know a big headline like that's 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 inexcusable immediately exactly like a couple of minutes seconds later video comes out of anyone like um freaking video comes out of james winston or something like that's it's before we wake up it's on it's going to be on the headlines yeah so i do think and uh, and you also have to pay attention to like with um with reporters and stuff like you know how they how how they report on certain things like you know in the NFL where they were talking about uh last month when there, a bunch of coaches were released there was five coaches released and for the four white coaches they had to say um you know parted ways you know they came to an agreement mm-hmm. and stuff like that and for the one black coach that was uh released it said fired for him fired and he was the only one that said fired so uh, I just want people to, you know, pretty much just take, you know, yeah, like just take note of those those things. Understand that, you know, if what is the what are we now in year one something of the NFL being in existence? Mm-hmm. We've only been a part of it for the last 30, 40 years. You know, it wasn't built for the contract of colored people to be in this league. So, you know, um, definitely look at you know black ownership within the NFL and things like that, and you know do what you will with that. But I just think that's. That's that's definitely ridiculous. You, you shouldn't be putting your hands on any woman, um, and the fact that you know she came out of the room and he was surprised that she was even still alive, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my favorite rant. Little little uh, little dark, but yeah. at the same time, you know we just got to be responsible to our platform, and I think that's definitely that's something that people should know about. And, I mean, the only thing yeah, nah. the only thing I saw this week when you know, everyone's talking about it was the, was the Robin Hood thing. With the Robin Hood. So I don't think we gotta explain the story, but um, but does everyone know what happened? Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't gotta explain the story, but we like, can talk about it. But what do you? What's your like? My thing is what made me think about it is okay. If you have a group of people, right? We pour some lime water in the background for y'all. Feel me? Get hydrated. Just <laughs> do a little health plug here. Tell the uh, people what they should be drinking. So one. If a fruit doesn't have seeds in it, don't eat it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of limes you see in the grocery stores, you cut them and they're empty. There's nothing in it. It's probably because it's like, how could a fruit reproduce itself if it doesn't have any seeds? So we use key limes, natural, all natural. They're smaller. They clean your body. They help cleanse you. And they also alkalize your blood. So get you some key limes, key limes put in your water, put in your food. They're good on salads. And you'll enjoy them. Mm-hmm. All right, back to regular program. So my thing is it made me think about it. Okay, cool. You know how people don't like, we live in America, mm-hmm. this is known to be supposed to be the freest country in the world, you don't want to be controlled, government don't tell you what to do, no one controls you, so I was like, what do you think it is? If you saw a group of people doing, like say you saw majority of the world doing something that doesn't make sense, right? Right. Do you think, would, in, the only way to get them to stop, because they're not going to, you could tell them the truth, like, hey, don't invest in things that don't have value. Mm-hmm. But... You can't get them to stop. They're going to keep doing it regardless of what you say. Right. Do you think it's okay to then for a higher power to step in and be like, yo, you got to stop. No. And I'm going to make you stop. If you don't stop on your own, then I'm going to force you to stop. No. No, you don't think that's the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I don't think that's the right thing. You think that's the right thing to do either? No, I don't. Because mm-hmm. yeah. at that point, you're pretty much monopolizing who's who can make money and who can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people can, if people are smart enough mm-hmm. to come up with, um, a, a group online, mm-hmm. build that group up, yeah. let people know what we're trying to invest in, what stocks we're going to raise, trying to make money, mm-hmm. how people already do it, and it's not an illegal process. Mm-hmm. For you to now step into that not illegal process yeah. and put, you know, restrictions on it as if they were doing something legal, mm-hmm. then I think that's kind of like, yeah. you know. And that's what I'm going to do, yeah. It, like, yeah. No, no, I, I don't have, 
I don't know, because I that's what supposed to supposed to be philosophies of the world of America are split into. That one, there should be a power over you that helps you make the I right decision. Yeah. And there's another spot that says, I, you, later they let them do what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder sometimes, like, with certain decisions, should there be a higher power that steps in and goes, I'm going to help you guys make the right decision? No, and I... It comes from money like that? You don't know. I don't know. No, I feel like everybody should have the equal opportunity to mm-hmm. make money. Why can't we all be millionaires? Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the problem? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that just takes away people's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, are you trying to say, like, order? Do you think, like, this? we should have that for order? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, but me personally... I don't really have a side. Like, I took, I studied political ideology. Mm. And I was in the middle. We did all these. I was like, honestly, I don't get none of y'all. Like, I think everyone has bits and parts that's right. Yes. There's no one philosophy that knows everything. Yeah. But something made me think, like, even with something as simple as, let's say, food. Mm-hmm. Like, we know America spends the most amount of money on healthcare because we're the sickest country. We're the wealthiest country. We spend all this money on healthcare, but people aren't getting healthier. <laughs> so it's like, should there be a body and part of like, okay, since that guys aren't going to eat right on your own, I'm gonna make you guys eat right, but a lot of people are like, no way, that's wrong. But it, the, even though it would help, you have to think about like, America's so hypocritical. It's not even funny. Yeah. We got our independence, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying we loosely. I'm Jamaican. What the fuck is that talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you feel me? We got our we got our independence, right? Yeah. We didn't want to be controlled. All this other stuff, right? We built on freedom and independence yeah. and all this other stuff, right? Revise the Articles of Confederation, all these things, mm-hmm. and for you to go from that to now within the writing, talk about like what you know, what are what are what are God, God given powers and stuff like that, to immediately while you're writing a document declare who's a man and who's not. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? And then you go from that to being all right. We're gonna you know build a a, gun, a government, a centralized government. Yeah. And then now it's like all right, we're gonna be. Uh, giving each each colony whatever yeah. a, amount of power over itself, and then it goes from that to now where everyone's being controlled, and it goes from that to now, now everyone's being controlled, and you know you want to put these restrictions on people, and yeah. you want to dibble and dabble into other countries. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. It's not a nepotism, but it's it's I forgot what it's called. It's like a country relationship when the country basically tries to say like, all right, this this person's doing bad, and it's our human right. Occupy them? Like you occupy them? Yeah, almost. But it's like, it's our human right to, to go in and help them. But if they didn't ask you for their help. That's what I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how is that, like, how are you not intruding, in, intruding mm-hmm. on their human right to be free? Yeah. So if like, the same thing, if people weren't making money, or if it's this time in need where it's like, all right, people didn't say they wanted a stimulus, you feel me? I mean, people said that they wanted a stimulus, you feel me? But, there's, how many people are upset? They're like, oh my God, like, I didn't want money from the government. No, like, I should be able to make my own money. Like, you shouldn't be sending me money. You feel me? So we can all take that money from them. At the same time, you shouldn't tell these people that they shouldn't be making that money because that has nothing to do with you. You feel me? Like, that's in, intruding on their process of being yeah. free and yeah. doing things that because other people are allowed to do it. Why yeah. are these people not allowed to do it? Because they're not invested in a hedge fund and they don't you know I they're not a fortune 500 company or for me the like biggest that. like the biggest the best argument i ever heard against like why there shouldn't be a power over that tells you what to do is right or wrong because at the end of the day it's like how do you know it's right or wrong like how do you know this is better for me yeah you know i mean how do you know that's not good for me yeah you're basically just deciding what you think it's like people who use i was listening to a video someone used the art the argument that uh they shouldn't be pro-choice because the bible says so 
It's like, no, you think that. Yeah. Just because yeah. you think that doesn't mean that the world, that everyone who lives in this country also has to live that way. Because one, not everyone believes what you believe. So you can't tell me what's right or wrong and then make everyone else do it. Right. And you have to realize that the, the things and the, the constructs that we follow are, were written so long ago. That like society doesn't like for if you really wanted to live your life in the eyes of the, in the eyes of you know the Bible be super religious and even with different faiths there's certain faiths where a man literally has to have his wife walk behind him because she can't walk next to him That's crazy. and it's like you try to be in a modern relationship now and tell your girl like I right, got to go into movies what? I'm not you holding the, I'm me. not holding the door for you because you know <laughs> you can't even walk you can't even you can't even walk um behind like you feel me that that's just you can't. It, Try to I take those same things and apply right, right, right. it. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a conversation, man. I wonder, like, right, it's just how things make me think. Like, what's, like, would I be upset if there was a power over me just saying, Christian, since you can't make the right decisions, I'm gonna make them for you. Like, God, you'd be so that heartbroken. sounds crazy. Out loud. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would be so heartbroken because mm. I think like that's the best part of life. Even our mistakes, even my mistakes, I'll be like. Damn, I'm just never going to do that again. But I'm happy that I went through that. So I know now, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, how could somebody else tell you, like, no, you can't make that bad decision. Mm-hmm. No, I want to make the bad decision. And mm-hmm. if it's so bad, you're going to find out. Yeah. So, then how do you, so how do you feel about, for instance, how corporations, right, they're really good at getting you to do what they want you to do. But they don't tell you what to do. Everything like speaks subliminal messages. So is it right or wrong for the government to be like, okay, you guys gotten way too good at getting people to buy a new iPhone because you feel like it? <laughs> Should I stop them from doing that? But like, I don't know, bro. Like that, that's because you just think about the whole like the monopoly thing. You feel me? Like you can't. They're trying to make Facebook sell certain companies. Oh, was it Facebook? Yeah, Facebook owns like a bunch of you know, like Twitter, all this other stuff. They're trying to make them sell it. They're trying to make them sell because they had they were saying that they they were trying to monopolize social media. And if all these social medias are under one umbrella, then nobody can step into that field and flourish. You feel me? Yeah. So they were, they were trying, and even with Johnson and Johnson. So it's like, is that right for the government to be like, okay, you guys are going a little too far. Relax. I think it's right to put limits on it, but the limits have to be realistic. Like if I'm Johnson and Johnson, so and I own, right there. and I own, and there's there's forty cleaning products out there, right? Yeah. And I own thirty of the forty. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, like I'm pretty much controlling. Yeah. The, the cleaner game, you feel me? Like, like I, mean, I own Mr. Clean, and once it, I, Johnson Johnson owned my Unilever. Unilever owns Johnson Johnson. They own um, Lipton, and they own uh, it's a it's another company. It's a medical company, mm-hmm. but pretty much they have monopolies in different areas. Mm-hmm. So it's like now you're telling Johnson Johnson they can't own these things, but Unilever owes them. So who's telling them what? You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's I don't know. I feel like it's hard. What do you think, Alicia? It is very very hard. Because then that, like, contradicts everything you say. Like, that you don't think that there should be a, like, a law of order. But then when it comes to that, there should be a law of order. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, uh. Yeah, but know. you're not wrong for thinking like that. That's being, like, rational. Like, com- like realistically, like, if what if we wanted to come up with some cleaning products? And yeah. we wanted to make it big and make it black-owned and, like, just shoot it up. It'd be so hard. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you wanted to... Like, so hard. Like, you like, you know, I'm tired of AT&T and Verizon. I'm about to make a bed or something. Good luck. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's so and, hard. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you're doing it, and you could come from the place of, like, 
I'm trying to like create something new, mm-hmm. and it's like they, they might even they might not even be coming from a place of like we want to own everything, we want to shut everything out. They they just might be that driven to like we want to yeah. be the best cleaning company. Like right. oh all right like, um, like I don't know if you guys ever heard of Simple Green. It's like a cleaning line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That bro, they came out booming. Mm-hmm. They did. They came out booming. They're in Target. They're like yeah. Da, da, da. Johnson Johnson owns it now. I have, <laughs> you feel I me? have like, a so bunch like, of simply stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. so it's like that's just so hard, sure. bro. So then at the same time, you're saying like, okay, what if like someone like Amazon, right? Started from the basement. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every year. What if they just keep going and one day the government's like, Look, we know you guys came from the basement, you're truly ambitious, but you guys are getting too big, you guys too much control. Yeah. We gotta we gotta cut you guys in half. If it's your if it's your prerogative to be coexistent with that company you, in your eyes, the government is doing something right. If it's your prerogative to build the best company you can and now mm-hmm. have a, oh, your audio stuff is so good, Chris, so Beats by Dre, we want to buy your stuff for a billion dollars. That might be success in your eyes. Mm-hmm. But you might be like, no, I want this to be a generational company that I can pass down. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like a... Yeah. It's, it depends on how you look at it. Like, I don't Money know. Money talks bullshit, Walt. Yeah. And when people come out with things and they have, like, the money... Is up there to support whatever it is, like simply or simple or whatever they're called. Um, them coming out and getting bought out by Johnson and Johnson just like shows the money. Like, and they probably would have made way more money if they just stayed by themselves and like just kept coming up. Like, yeah. so just it's a sad situation. Like, hard, yeah. It's hard out here for a pimp. Well, uh, getting into your favorite segment. Every week, song of the week. DJ J is on a jail phone, so he's not handling it today. Today we have DJ Lay. Oh, <laughs> you like that, right? Yes, I that was do good. Like that. <laughs> so we we go we go we go uh you know we gonna get it rocking. Okay, we have this week's song of the week, Gravity by Brent. You can turn it if you're. Who got a new DJ? You're out of here, man. All right, so for for this week's uh, discussion, all right, so this month, month of February, we're doing um, love and relationships, you know, Valentine's Day coming up, all that good stuff. And I just think it's definitely a good focal point, especially for our, us and our peers, you know, to discuss things that's going on um, within our communities and things like that. And... Um, 
we have our first female guest, so <laughs> you know we get a, get to have a, a a female perspective on this. So that's definitely going to be good as well. Um, this week we want to talk about um, love languages. Um, you want to get into a little bit what you think a love language is, even though you know. But. Um, I think a love how I would interpret a love language is how I see and express my love or how I would want love um, given to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I think that's it. I mean, how's your... That's what it is. Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Jay? What's, what's, your, what's your interpretation? She should have said it. All right, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> Listen, it's I'm just... Like I, I show my love in the way I want to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to be loved. Yeah. Okay. So, pretty, pretty much... I don't even gotta describe it now. That's, 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 that's it. what it is. Exactly what it is. She, she hit it on the head. Um, all right. So, question that I have to kick this conversation off, right? Is what are important aspects of a relationship to you? To me, um, the important aspect of a relationship to me is, I think it's just that, like, I think it just has to work for the partner. I think there's a lot of stereotypes about what a relationship is, mm-hmm. but I think what really matters is gonna depend on two people involved in that relationship and I think that yes I think one like spoken about it in, in this book that I read about the five love languages when you first fall in love with someone it's like that by initial who? oh by um Gary Chapman he actually wrote the book he came up with the whole idea of, of the five love languages um it's probably time to hit the five up oh yeah we could, we could um so the five are um Taste, touch, so no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but it's um words of affirmation. Yeah. Um, receiving gifts. Uh, being physical touch. Physical, physical touch, touch. Quality time. Yeah. And that was, was that five? No, that's four. What are we missing? Words missing of affirmation. Five. Physical touch. Receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Quality, quality time. time. And acts of service. Acts of service. Kindness. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, got your own. No, I didn't say mine. I just said it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So those are the five love languages. Continue. Okay, so to me, what's important is how it works for the two people. Because you have to understand the other person. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone, you have to understand them completely. Mm-hmm. Not so much what the stereotypes are, because a stereotype that people say relationships, we always see in a movie, isn't exactly how that person might receive, yeah. give, or even want love or want their life to be. Exactly. I think it's important uh, to understand the life that person wants, the dreams and goals they have in their life, because if you don't know that, then you'll try to put your goals and dreams on them. And it's important to know what they want so you let them rock with what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Know how to love them, know how to know how they give love, and listen. I think those are important things I'd say. Um, I definitely agree with Christian. Um, I think that an important thing for me is a partnership. Everything is fair. For me, I'm huge on fairness and honesty. Anything that you feel like you need to say, whether it is going to hurt my feelings and have me cry for 10 days, I do not care. As long as you tell me and you're honest and as long as like you know we're respectful of each other and it works, it's fair, it's the same amount of things that I put in, you put in, and you do it together. So, those are important to me. Jay? Um, I agree with both Christian and Elizabeth said, but uh, for me, 
Um, I want to say like communication and being transparent. And then a big one for me is definitely uh, loyalty. Mm. Um, I know people, you know, people, uh, 21 Savage, he said in the song, you know, I'd rather your loyalty than love. Because you can still some you can still love somebody and still you know what I'm saying backstab mm-hmm. them or you know treat them you know any type of way. But if I got your loyalty, then you know what I'm saying you're mm-hmm. you're down for me. You know what I'm saying, and that's that's you know one key for me like your loyalty. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather have like like 21 said I'd rather have your loyalty rather than your love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So so yeah, communication, being transparent, you mm-hmm. know, with communicating and um you know your loyalty. So. Um, I think for me, it's transparency and, uh, what goes with that part of transparency for me is like vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. Why can't I talk right now? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. Can't talk. But yeah, just showing that you can be vulnerable and, um, just understanding that whatever you're doing in a relationship and like whatever, like, um, communication skills that you guys have, like whatever you, you can feel from that person, like, you can do the same to the other person. So just understanding, like, I think I'm big on, like, when people can say, like, all right, this is a fault that I have, and then say, I'm, like, I'm this is how I'm going to actively work on it. Like, those things matter to me because it's, like, we got to understand that, like, I, I, I say it all the time, you only know what, what you've experienced. So if we're two new people and we're coming into something, like, you can't come from an aspect and treat them like how you would with anything else because it's brand new. Right. So... I have to have an understanding that, all right, I made, I might have said or did something that upset you. It's a, 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 a job for you to, you know, get get that point across to me. Cause, and a lot of people don't like to show that things bother them. So that's, a, that's also a part of being vulnerable, saying like, hey, you said this and that upset me. And then that person knows for the next time, all right, that's not something I'm going to do. And if they continuously do that, right. then you just understand like, all right, this isn't a person for it's me. Not a thing for like me. that's an easy way for me to decipher like, you know, who's for you, who's not for you. Right. So. That's, that's, um, that's super important for me too. Yeah. I think, especially in now dating men, like men do not want to show their feelings or their emotions. It's like a pull, grab, pull, grab type of a thing. And like, it's important that you you show some kind of like care. Yeah. Like some guys are just like the whole desensitized thing. Like, no, we don't want to see that. Like, we want to see like. But women are like that too, though. No. No, they definitely are, but it's more common in men than women. It's just now becoming like that with women now because now it's a, a gender war. Yeah. On social media, we're bashing each other. I do it too. I'm not even going to sit up here and be like, ah, nope. These men, when I get ready, I'm packing them up. Like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> talk to you. Yeah, they ain't shit. Da, 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 da. You know, the works when I get ready. But I also know that there's good men. Like, I've, I've dealt with good men, and I have a good man as a father. So I know that they're out there. I just have picked bad ones. Yeah. Let me, I'll add a question to what you said before. So you said that, uh, like, men are taught to, like, hide their feelings. Yes. So what do you think a healthy medium is between being someone being strong and, and strong where they are and still expressing themselves and not to the point where it's whining or something like that? Um, I think that just depends on their comfortability of mm-hmm. who they are as a person. Like, yeah. you never want them to feel like they have to sh- to overextend 
to make somebody else feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's like a big thing in, in any of my relationships, even with my friends. I always try to, to tell them, like, make sure you're comfortable when you tell me things or you speak. Like, I want you to wait until, like, you get to that point where you feel like you can tell me X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. you can, like, be whoever it is that you want to be or mm-hmm. whatever. So I feel like that's just all, like, personal, like, when you're ready, mm-hmm. growth. And that's something that you discuss, like, in a relationship. Like, hey, um, I have these flaws, and I'm working on this, this, that, and the third. And you might experience this, this, that, and the third. But it doesn't even get to that point because people are always like, oh, you just ain't shit. Yeah. Or this is not going to work. Or, yeah. you know like, what I mean? And I, I think that's what people don't understand is like people like to you know we grew up in the, the era of social media now right everything has gender war everything has to be perfect pow. and you yeah. know you gotta show that you're doing this show that exactly. you're doing that like i think if you're more transparent with people and you tell them like all right this is what i deal with this is what like you know i because once again i think everyone when you deal with new people like you're gonna learn something new about yourself from that person Most whether definitely. it be something good about yourself or yes. flaw. Like, Absolutely. so it's your job to take those things and to now have this list of things that you've gotten, you know, from other people and to understand, like, all right, you know, this might be a strength of mine, this might be a flaw, and classify those things. And when you classify those things, and, like, like what I say, like, I, I can be hard-headed sometimes, right? And I learn that from people. Right. And it's not my job to say, oh, I'm going to argue with Chris about something, and I'm going to be hard-headed, and he has to understand because that's the way I am. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that, like, all right, if this is a relationship between two people, like us, we're family, like, but that's still a relationship. Yeah, so it's like, of course. If, I, if you want that to work, like, you still have to understand that, like, all right, take a step back and be like, all right, like, I, I know, I know, I'm not being rational right now, like, I'm being kind of hard headed, but like, this is why I wanted this this way, and try to get it to understand in that connection, exactly. or it's just going to be a constant clash, yes. and that goes with anything. So it's like you have to understand where people is coming from yes and you also have to like take that step and understand like how you would put yourself in, in their shoes mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like the word you use a lot was understanding yeah and that's the biggest part i feel like especially saying before our generation uh people don't understand i don't think people take the time to understand somebody mm-hmm. so for instance wait until you're comfortable to, to tell me that because most people try to force things out of yeah, people. yeah and they try to force no. it out of you because they, they don't take the time to understand feeling yeah. what that person's saying what they're thinking and, and, and exactly. like, like, I just want to add it on I'm not cutting you off like that that in itself is just an act you feel me because it's like that person may understand within themselves that like damn this is something that I need to get out and that I do want to share with someone mm-hmm. but by the other person seeing how like patient they're being with them they're like damn this person really cares for me because mm-hmm. I know yeah. that's not something that most people want to put up with mm-hmm. but the exactly. fact that you're doing that mm-hmm. that shows another act of kindness in itself yeah. mm-hmm. continue no continue no, that's all I want to add. I think, in there. No, from that, do you think that like you're creating a general like people are more jaded nowadays? Like even if someone does want to come off as genuine, the person has been hurt so much mm-hmm. they can't open up oh, to yeah. that genuineness. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been, I've like dated a guy, and mm-hmm. he was like the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest guy, mm-hmm. but he was like detached, like he. It was like I knew he meant well because like he had little acts of kindness like he would check on me and things like that like it was it was very mm-hmm. genuine I knew it was genuine mm-hmm. 
but he was also like when it turned to anything about like feeling anything it was like okay i don't want to talk about it right now mm-hmm. so i feel like um people can be genuine it just takes time like people mm-hmm. have gone through so many real life things mm-hmm. that it's hard for you to tell somebody like you have to tell me what's wrong with you right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it just does, it's not realistic. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, showing people you care first. Yeah. Like, that takes it, you know. Yeah, you have to, t- like, care. you have to show somebody, like, uh, like, I'm not here to hurt you. Like, that's why I don't have, like, many friends, because, like, I think everybody's out to get me. I'm, like, one of those people, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you can't be my friend. Like, you're going <coughs> to come in and, like, you know, mm-hmm. mess up my whole life. But, like, my friends, they show genuine concern for me. Like, if I have a bad day at work, they'll, like, all come together and bring me food and things like that. Yeah. So. And that's that's also, I hear that, I hear people say that a lot. And it's, I've had interactions with people like that. Like, like yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, I'm a person where, like, I'm a pretty outgoing person. And I can meet someone. And if they rub me the wrong way, like, I'm, it's easy for me to just detach from that person. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's a, it's a little different, but in in the same sense, it's like I've met pit people, um, and they've told me like that about themselves, and it's like, do you think that sometimes when you meet people and they're genuine people, is it possible that you know you could have met other people that was like this person had you you know uh, been a little bit like nicer? No, no, not nicer. Yeah, it's not that you're a mean person. No. If if you're reserved, you're reserved. That's literally a personality trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I just, I just wonder if people who are reserved think like that. Like, you know, maybe if I did... Absolutely. Okay. I just, yeah. I just want to know. Mm-hmm. I think, like, that guy, I stopped dating him mm-hmm. um, for, like, other reasons. But I think, like, me and him probably would have worked out if I wasn't so, like, ah, you're out to get me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that things, it all depends on, like the person um and how much like personal growth they're like actually working on like after that i like sat myself down and was like all right you need to stop being childish like you're going into like more adult like relationships friendships mm-hmm. workshops you know, all kinds of things and it's crazy like um like in this book the five love languages it says like the beginning stage of relationships we get almost not blinded but we almost ignore a lot of things we get blinded because that first feeling we get of love it helps us put all those things aside. But then when it starts to wear mm-hmm. off, we start to really look at the situation. Like you said, sit down yeah. and be like, wait a minute, yada, 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 yeah, yada, yeah, yada, yada. Exactly. But that's after that, like, love affair wear off. Like, it's probably been times you had a, a friend or something that dated someone. You're like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, like, this is bad. This has to stop. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. no, you guys don't understand. Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Not, you know, that's because that, 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 uh, that little, like, fade that made it all over their eyes and they can't see. Love is blind. Yeah. Love is blind. So, um, another question I had is, what are and if there are, mm-hmm. you know, what is the any any flaws that you've probably experienced throughout like relationships that people might have told you about yourself that you either thought to be true or just you know maybe something that like I can go first just to give okay. an example like for me um, stemming from my hard headedness, mm-hmm. you know that's that comes from a place of mm-hmm. sometimes just not understanding where the person's coming from, you know, yeah. and. I thought before, like, being able to, you know, listen to someone's problems and, like, just, like, giving your input, like, that was, like, showing that you cared, but sometimes people just need people to listen. So sometimes, you know, I'd be having conversations with people and me not really understand how they're feeling mm-hmm. and I can't put them myself in their shoes of how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I would think that, like, all right, like, let's say, like, you know, if me and someone I was talking to, like, we, you know, got into, like, an argument about something, and I, and I don't, like, disrespect, like, whatever they're saying or anything like that, but I generally can't understand where they're coming from before in the past. Like, I didn't understand why people, like, why people felt certain ways. And then I, like, over, like, maybe, like, the past, like, year and a half, two years, like, I started, like, using that as my mantra is that people only know what they've experienced because, like, you really don't know what people have ran into before you. So, like, if you're a person where it's, like, all right, like, I don't understand, like, why do you want to, like, check my location all the time? Why do you constantly ask me where I am? Like, this might be a person who's, they've really experienced a bunch of people that were, like, not truthful with them, not that just, truthful. you know, they're manipulative, like, they didn't know, like, where they're coming from. So this might be their way of trying to prove to themselves that, you know, like, this is a person that I can trust. So it's up to you in that point to decide. Like, I can't tell you that you're crazy for thinking like that, you know? Right. And that right. was something that I ran into in the past. Is like, mm-hmm. me, like, coming to, like, grips with, like, I can't understand where this person's coming from. Mm-hmm. So it has to be outlandish. Yeah. But it's like, it's not outlandish. It's just, I've never yeah, experienced that. Never so experienced it's like, it, that yeah. was something within myself. I had to, like, you know, really look at myself and be like, all right, like, maybe sometimes, you know, people just come from a different place. And mm-hmm. even if I don't agree with them, that doesn't mean that they're wrong. It's, it's just what important. they've experienced. Yeah. It's super important that you caught that, though. At a young age where you're, like, still... Are you single? Yeah. Still single and can work on that because sometimes, like, you don't notice things until you're, like, far deep in a relationship and then you're, like, miserable. And you're like, oh, this person cannot handle my opinions or Mm -hmm. um, how I speak to them. And I feel like that... Although you may see that as a flaw... It may not be a flaw. That might be one of your strengths. And it might be just you have to say what you feel. I have a friend that she has to say what she feels all the time. And I always tell her, always say how you feel. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you think you're going to insult everybody in this room. Always say how you feel. Because that's that's all you have. That's all you have is your word and like how you go about your everyday life. Yeah. Me, so like I'm very, uh, I have a caloric personality. So I remember I was reading, this is how I found out, I was reading a book about it. And I was reading a line, and I read something that reminded me of myself. And it made me stop and think to myself, like, holy shit, like, you're saying all these things that you do and things that have happened in your relationship and things that result of that. And I felt like, since it's you reading to yourself, it's like it's you giving yourself a talk, like, yo, bro, this is you. And these negative things have happened in your life because of this. And it's right here, written in front of you. Mm. And, it, and I was like, wow, I need to change. So then what I did was I texted people who were close to me. And I just asked them. Or even I, I talked to people where it's like, hey, like, what are some things about me that, you know, that, that they think is wrong or that, that have caused issues in the past? And what are some good things? Good and bad. Some of the good things and bad things are always like, like, you always think you're right. Or uh, very dogmatic. Like, when you have an opinion, very strong about it. You always think you're right. Um, you tell people what to do. That was the biggest one. Like, someone was telling me what, like, a problem, I listened for a second, like, bro, you should do this. Yeah. This is how you solve your problems. Mm-hmm. Do this. You know what I'm saying? I was always trying to reach out and solve problems and boom, 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 boom. And then when I realized that, I just was like, wow, like, all these people are all saying the same thing. So I know it has to be true. If all these people around me that, that are closest to me and, and deal with me on a day to day basis are saying these things about me, then I know I need to change. So I just went about, so now I'm like, I work at it. Sometimes I get lost in it, but then 
good amount of times now, a lot higher percentage than before. I feel like before that. I don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll know. If someone be telling me a problem in my head, I'm just going to be like, you're so sorry. Like, yeah, if I get some kind of feedback and in my head, I'm just like, it's fine. I know it's expected. You can let them listen. And sometimes I realize when you do that, when you just let people talk, they solve their own problem mm-hmm. as they're explaining the situation to you. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, they're like, I know I got to do this. And it's like, and then they're like, I just well, got to do it. You know what I mean? But in, for me, just shutting up and just listening to them, it was a better moment. It wasn't no conflict. They don't they don't walk away from that situation feeling wrong. And it's me. They're happy that you know we connected more because I listened to them or I understood them. I mm-hmm. gave them that quality time, which some people crave quality time to be listened mm-hmm. to and spoken to. So like since I've changed that about myself, I've my my relationship's gotten a lot better. That's awesome. That's awesome that you can acknowledge that. That you know you can take a step back and really listen to other people. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing you said. I feel like I'm a big advocate for always speaking your truth, mm-hmm. regardless. So I think that you, like, I'm one of those people that I will tell all of my friends the problem and take, like, a chunk from each and be like, ooh, okay, this is how I'm going to fix this because mm-hmm. you had a good point here, a good point under here. I'm going to need to do this, this, and this. So I, it, I understand. It came out flawless. Their strengths, their strengths and your weaknesses always. Yeah, I don't know. For me, like I, I don't know. I think it's really important to always like just identify things you're good at yeah, and things you're not good at. Yeah, yeah of course. And I think it, like for me, like accepting the things you're not good at. That's how you turn into myself. Like I'm gonna accept I'm not good at this. Yeah. And then be okay with it. Be secure in that. Yeah, be, of course. Be now. Just give a fuck. You know. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. Like who cares about everything? But then I think I think that's important to to and I think with love, like you can't like it's hard to give someone else love if you can't because maybe like with the love languages, someone might be it might be important that someone likes when you spend time with them. That's how they feel love, right? But if you're like, nah, I'm busy. I'm always working. I don't got time to spend time with you. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. You'll lose that person. Because <coughs> you can say, right. unless you accept the fact I can make time for them. And that's yeah. how, give them the love they want. That's right. If you never do that, it creates mm-hmm. shift in relationships. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, I think with relationships, there's always your, your preference. And it's so hard to like, really know where where anybody's true intention is, especially in the start of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a flaw for me would definitely be like, I'm really impulsive. Mm-hmm. So I will tend to get like really, really upset and just shut down and then not talk for like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, who wants to go back with somebody like who? And I understand like why other people like just would not deal with it because I wouldn't deal with it if somebody disappeared for a week so it's just like I think that's something that I've noticed and I'm trying to work on I do it in like all of my relationships through my friendships uh, relationships that I have with my family as well like I'll just go ghost when I feel a kind of way like I can't express how I feel because I don't ever want to completely diminish any relationship that I have I'd rather just not speak and then 
when I feel better than I can, but that when I feel better may be six months from now. Yeah. I'm not like a one or two yeah. day person. That, that, that's something I used to go through when I was younger too because in my head, I felt removing myself from the situation rather than saying something that's super hurtful because mm-hmm. whenever people do that to me, it's like whatever you said in my head now, that's how you felt. Right. So like, right. you know, that's so exactly it's like, how I feel. If I'm, you can only think from what you, the brain you have. So if I'm trying exactly. to think from a different perspective and I'm thinking about someone doing it to me, yeah. I don't want to do it to other people. So if I'm like super, super mad, like I would just rather not talk. But some people see that as you not caring. Yes. So it's like, all right, so now I, now we're going to get into love languages, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So stated the five before. Mm-hmm. I want to rack our brains and try to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, reverse it. You go back. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So basically, what are some examples, or uh, what what do you guys feel like is your love language? Mm-hmm. If you want to share that. Yes, I know mine for sure. Um, mine is acts of service, like by far. You know, I mean, acts of service by far. And then the second one, it was like a distance. I think it's uh, words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. But. Acts of service is like way ahead of anything else by far. Like it's just what's important to me. And then, but then that's good. And like the good thing about that is, you know, you know yourself. But then I also have to go through a process of I have to learn how to give the other one. Because if you don't know how to give that love, like it's cool that for me, I don't give a fuck if you give me a gift or not. I don't care if you say, Christian, I'm so proud of you. Like you're gonna be great off one day. I was like, oh, cool, thank you. Um, I don't really care if like I could go a month without seeing somebody. I still love you the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I show my love when I do things for you. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to do that already because I'm like, hey, I like when people do things for me. Like, I like doing things for people. I like to help people. I always like to. But if I never learned how to tell someone, hey, I'm proud of you. You know, I mean, you're a great day. Then the people who accept love that way, you will never be able to supply that for them. Exactly. That's super important. Super, super important. I think. Um, my love language is definitely words of affirmation mm-hmm. um, and physical touch, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just one of those people that will just like poke you or like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like tap you just because I just like to touch or just like reminding me. I'm one of those women that I really just have like I'm independent. I don't want you to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to talk about money, none mm-hmm. of that. Before we get into any logistics, I want to know that you really, really, really care about me. So all of that other stuff, it doesn't matter. If you show me, like, if you're, like, reminding me and you show me that you really, truly care about me, then you got me. Yeah, I got to it. Jay, DJ Jay, what you got going on over there? I got three. I got three. Uh, Quality time. Uh, words of affirmation and uh, what is uh, quality time words and physical touch. Oh, which one would you say? Because you have to pick one as your main one. Which one would you say is your main one? My main one? Sheesh. I want to say it's probably, I won't say it's quality time because I'll get tired of the person. Um, seeing you because I need my own space, you know. But uh, I'll probably say maybe. feels good sure. when somebody reminds you that they like mm-hmm. love you or like you or care about you like mm-hmm. are you okay 
I'm not sure if I should ask this question first or try to get into it. What's your mind? All right. So mine, it's it's hard for me to really explain it because I feel like it falls under, like, I don't know. All right. So I guess I, w- I would be quality time because I do enjoy spending the time with the person mm-hmm. that I'm, like, I like or love. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go with words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like a split between the two but the reason why i i say it's kind of it's hard for me to pick one is because the thing that i equate to the most with love is kind of like understanding Mm. you know so like having the ability to like i said before like coming as two new people Mm. and just kind of understanding the fact that like you say quality time with anyone no what did i say that yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then I all right. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I know I know I could tell you guys like explain yeah. like what it was and I could classify it because I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because like for me, I'm big on like a person, like and because it's kind of affirmation too. Because like if if we're like if I know certain things about you, right, and I understand that, you know, this might be something like if if somebody if you're like oh people you know never told me that. I, I was going to be successful or, or this or that. And I understand your love languages. I, th- I think for me, I'm big on like getting to know what a person likes so I can do it for them. And I want them to notice that I'm doing the things for them. Like not the fact that like. So is it acts of service? That, that, that's what I'm way? saying. It's hard to classify because I don't want it to. It's like all of them put in one. Like, yeah, it's like, it's kind of is because I, I don't want it to come off the, the fact. I don't care if a person says to me like, Oh, Santi, I see that you're But how do this. you want to be loved? What's important you're not to you? Give it. How, yeah. do you want how, to how do I want to be loved? Yeah. It's that that's what it is for me. It's like I, I want I want you to notice things, and then like. N- not because it's not always acts of service because it's not yeah. do it for me, you know. Because yeah. it's, it's like sometimes it's like, I, if you realize how I am, like sometimes you know I shut down, mm-hmm. and for you to understand, it's like all right, like if, if you need some time, like I need that time. Yeah, you get me. And it's like for if someone understands that about me, mm-hmm. like I'll be like, dang, because like like you said, like I, that I know that's not something that a lot of people want to put yeah. up with. So it's like if, I feel like if you understand that about me, mm-hmm. then I can do the same for you because that I'm big on doing that. Like yeah. if we go to Starbucks and you know I don't drink Starbucks and I don't care, yeah. but one day I just you know bring you your Starbucks drink is like what the fuck? How did you know my whole order? It's because yeah. I literally t- I took notice of that like a minute ago right. and I knew I was gonna yeah. do that. So it's like yeah. shit like that. So it's like. That's if you can do the same for me, mm-hmm. or be like, all right, damn, I see you're working on a podcast, and then you're like, I was looking into this mixer, like, I'm, you know, did it, yeah. did, just like, all right. Idea. Yeah, I apologize. So but it's like, I said quality time, but when you're explaining it more, I think it's just it's acts of service. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. All right, then I guess so I'll let's like this. I guess I'm acts of service. What's more, yeah. what makes me feel more loved? You were sitting with someone one on one, y'all just had an hour conversation, just y'all two talking, phones away, y'all just talking for an hour. Or, uh, when you make up, wake up in the morning, your favorite breakfast is made just the perfect way you like it. I guess it's acts of service. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. Well, you heard it. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> chronic lights. He didn't have to think about that one. Like, yeah. He said the breakfast. Yeah. I mean, just it, it, it. I think it's important to like mm. take notice of the small things. You know, because mm-hmm. like okay. if you're if you're trying to once again, pretty much. And it goes back to what I said before with vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I said it right this time. Yeah. Um, when when you take the time to realize that, like, all right, we're, like we're both like you should be 
just as much, you should be just as afraid to lose me as I am to lose you, mm-hmm. right? And if we both are coming to this understanding that this is something that, like, all right, it's not something that I usually do. It's not something that you usually do. So we both have to treat this with respect. Mm-hmm. Not one person is like, all right, this is not something I usually do, and they're trying, and the other person's not trying. Because mm-hmm. the, the, you you can't equate that. And it's like, it's not even 50-50. Like, you both should try to be going 100. You should be going 50 for yourself and another 50 for the other you know person. You crazy? I heard, I heard um, a good friend of mine, he's not a good friend of mine, more like a mentor in my life. He's married for, I believe, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And he asked me one day, because I was talking about my relationship. I go to him for advice and shit. Mm-hmm. He said, Christian, he said, what percentage do you think you have to put into the relationship for it to work? First answer, 50-50. He said, no. He goes, what? He goes, 100. He goes, then how much did you expect? I said, 100? No, zero. And he goes, and, and he explained it to me. He goes, if you put in 100% of your effort, without expecting anything in return, for the right person, it would make them do the same thing. And there would be no issue. Yeah. If you stop demeaning, if you stop, you stop blaming them for things, if you stop saying, oh, this is not much of your fault, and you just go in the head and you go wash dishes. If you stop saying, yo, I'm stepping off the stoop, no, you just go pee. Just do it like that. And give both of you guys give 100% of the effort. And he says, you know, that's how you and I know Will and Jade is not the best example to be bringing up in this episode right now, <laughs> considering yeah. all the shit that just happened. But when Will was talking about the fact that he said that, like, it's not my job to make you happy. Mm-hmm. It's your job to be happy on your own. Yeah. It's my job Most to make myself definitely. happy. And we have to come together and be happy together. Because yeah. some people really don't realize that, like, that is kind of selfish of you to put that on someone else. To say, like, all right, like, I'm waking up in the morning, like... I I say this all the time. Like if I'm if I get an attitude or, or something, I'm never gonna let that rub off onto the person that's in my life because like they didn't cause it. Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand is like if there's something that's happening and it's you know it's weighing on you or whatever the case may be, that's understandable. And if I'm trying to be there for you, it makes it twice as hard as if you're projecting now what that person did to you onto me. Because now one I can't be there, I can't yeah. be understanding for you. And three, it's like, I didn't do that to you. And even if you don't do that and project, I'm still now dealing with an outside factor. It's changing your mood. Right. And I, I can't put you in a better space, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, That's a really good point. A, a question I had was, because uh, you kind of like pointed this out. Mm-hmm. So do you think that your love language is reciprocal in the case of, like, you think you whatever you your your love language is, do you think that's the best at what you're giving back out? Um, like, I think I think it's what you give out naturally. Yeah. I think it's what you give out. Like if you were just unconsciously living your life and didn't think about it, it would be the way you gave love and the way you felt the only way to receive love. Mm-hmm. But then you gotta say wake up, and then you realize everyone gives and receives love differently. Yeah. And you then have yeah. to learn the type of love the other person wants, mm-hmm. and then give them the love they want. And then help teach them the love you want. So do you think it's, um, like, if you had the understanding of, all right, like, words of affirmation is, is big for, uh, like, uh, like the person I'm with, right? And you just can understand that. And mm-hmm. you do, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to pose this question. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it's e- it would naturally be easier for you to, like, if you're acts yeah. of service? Mm-hmm. It's naturally easier for you to do acts of service for someone else, mm-hmm. or is it easier for you to understand mm-hmm. your your partner's love language mm-hmm. and just make that your best one, or is it you or are you always going to be better at the other one? 
Um, I think it depends. Yeah. It depends how hard you want to work. Mm. I think that's what it comes down to. What do you think, Lena? Um, I think you have to just understand the person, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. I think there's no, like, secret sauce. Like, regardless of this book yeah. or what we say, there's no secret sauce. You got to really know when you know, like, when you get in there and you're like, hey, like, you know, like, what kind of person? When you when you first start dating somebody, you're learning on what kind of person they are. And you're going to try your love languages. And you're going to see how their body reacts or how their face reacts or if they like it. And if they straight up say, don't touch me or, you know, you're going to know once you start, like, actually getting into this person. So I feel like that just takes time with understanding what kind of person they are. And some people will straight up ask you, like, what's your love language? Yeah. Or, like, I like this, that, and the third. Mm. Like, would, do you feel comfortable with that? Mm. And things like that. And I feel like yeah. you move forward from there. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess that leads perfectly to this question. Is, uh, what's the important... I'm going to ask this to Jay. What's the importance of uh, understanding and expressing your love language in a relationship to you? What's the importance of expressing? What is what is it saying again? What's the importance of expressing and understanding your partner's love language to you? Um, I think it's very important. Uh, granted, <coughs> uh, the person I'm I was dealing with, she didn't have any love languages. Um, but I think for me, <laughs> I think that was a, that was a very. <laughs> That was, that was oh, see, this is why we need a soundboard. I can let off some gunshots. That was a very yeah. unsubtle diss, bro. My it wasn't very subtle. Yeah, that, no, that was no, me. Real, but the whole shit was tuned in. That was really me. I don't have any love languages. Mm-hmm. I'm she, like, what? Nah, she's... And do you, do you, all right, so do you think that she didn't have any, or do you think that she didn't understand how to identify it? Mm-hmm. No, because, all right, so she told me. So she was like, she was like, oh, you know, I don't have any, but... I used to, my love language used to be quality time and physical touch. So, like, my thing is, I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was trying to see if we could, you know what I'm saying, get it back, you know, for her to, you know, to work on, you know, getting it back. But I think it's very important, especially for me, especially for me, because, like, like I said, words of affirmation, like that, you feel me? Words of affirmation, it could be like an everyday thing. Like, I'm proud of you, or, you know, like, I love you, or, you know, like, just, you know, little stuff like that. You know, every day can do something for a person, you know? And, um, and also, physical touch. I'm a touchy feely person. Like, I, you know, I'm gonna say it like this, like, if, a, if my, you know what I'm saying? If a girl that I'm dealing with, she got a big butt, I'm gonna grab on it. Respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, you feel me? I'm going to fill on it. I'm going to make sure, you know what I'm saying? And my, yeah, and my thing is with girls, like, I, I just want them to be as comfortable as, you know, as they can be around me. Yeah. So, you feel me? So, for me, for for me to do that, like, you feel me? I just, you know, caress or, you know, fill on them and just make sure, you know, like, yo, like, I love this shit right here. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even bad. From a girl that likes physical touch, I would be melting. So I understand. Like, 
people, some people like that and some people don't. Like, oh man, it's it's not the product, it's just the delivery. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the delivery. That was, that was what? Nah, I'm saying it's, it it, that was good. Nah, he's, he's kept it he real. Be, listen, this is a place of transparency, <laughs> and this is a safe space to share nah, but like, how you no, feel. But like, but like that, like that serious, like on a serious note, mm-hmm. I am. I know for me, like my top three, like I said, words of affirmation, uh, physical touch, and quality time. Mm-hmm. Like quality time, like I'm a, I'm a definitely, I, I definitely want to spend time with you. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I believe, you know. With me growing up with my parents in the house, like they spent quality time, mm-hmm. you know. And um, as a man, with my father in the house, he's he, he never let my mother go looking for him. You know what I'm saying? My my father was either at work or at home. Yeah. Or we was or if he was out with me, we were either watching at a basketball game, football game, you know, just whatever. But he, he they always spent quality time together. You know what I'm saying? Either out to eat. You know, at home watching a movie, at home watching football, basketball, you know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that, that, you know, that I'm big on. And um, physical touch, like I said, you know, like I said before, like, I'm, in order for me to, like, show my appreciation towards you, like, I'm going to fill up on you. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. You know I mean? And then words of affirmation, like, that's big. You, uh, For me, I always got to, you know, growing up, I always told, you know, my parents or my little brother, you know, I love you. Have a great day. You know what I'm saying? And I take that into every relationship I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. always remind somebody that you, you know, you love, you love them or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That you're proud of them. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's me. Like. And going into what you just said, Jay, uh, a big part of people's love uh, languages, love languages, it's established when you're younger. It's, it's based off of how you uh, perceive love from, you know, being raised. Yeah. And I think that that makes a lot of okay. sense, especially for me, because I'm the youngest of four boys. And being the baby of the family, you know, some some families you get babies, yeah. and some families you're like me, like you yeah. have to be older brothers, you have to be tough. Yeah. And it was always those days where it's like, all right, my two oldest brothers, they're closest in the age group. My brother above me, he was close enough to where he could tag along, but I'm six, seven years behind everybody. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, like, it was those days where my mom comes home from work. I see she's a little tired. She chills for a little bit. She's, like, just comes in my room, like, get your coat, and we're going to go to movies. Because she just knows that, like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. That would just Exactly. So, like, doing things like that, I, I think that, like, when I think back to that, like, that, I That's can understand that. that. You yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's crazy that you say that because growing up, um physical touch wasn't like a thing that we had in my house like Mm -hmm. my mom was very like okay going to work see ya Mm -hmm. and so was my dad it's now that we're older that we say like Mm -hmm. i love you have a good day things like that um but growing up my mom was not touchy-feely she did not kiss us hug us and stuff and i feel like um i did receive that a lot from my grandparents and my aunts and my Mm -hmm. cousins and stuff but i feel like i longed for that like i wanted that all the time like a hug or like a kiss because you know that's just comforting mm-hmm. so i feel like now that's what i look for when you go back to a relationship because i feel like that's supposed to be like your comfort mm-hmm. so yeah can be looked at in different ways yeah i think for me i, I know why my exact is hers like mm-hmm. i can't remember my childhood too much like okay. but i know when i'm around my mom now mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god this is why i'm like this yeah my mom will do everything for me i love her to death like it's crazy like, my holiday lives, like, we go to our mom's house, she'll make me tea, then she'll make me 
you go early, she makes you breakfast. She'll cut up fruit for you. She'll make you porridge. She'll make you tea mm. after. She'll bring snacks later. <laughs> then she'll make you dinner. And then it's like, my mom would do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> this makes me feel great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, this keeps it coming. <laughs> keeps like, it coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think of, like, when I play football, words of affirmation don't, like, because I remember football, like, coaches don't talk to you like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. They talk to you crazy, so, like, I'm, like, programmed in my head. Like, I don't really care what you say to me. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't bother me. He's like, Christian, I'm proud of you. In my head, I'm like, cool. Because what really matters to me is, like, me telling Christian I'm proud of you. Right. So, like, now when, if I don't get it or get it from someone else, it, it has, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is nice at the end of the day. I acknowledge yeah. That. But I want to ask you guys another yeah. question because it made me think. When I was reading this, listening to the video I sent you, the guy said at the end, he was like, and kind of what your question is, you can go another. He was like, in his opinion, it was best to start with someone you were compatible with mm. than to try and learn, like, one of them that was like you were really terrible at. Yeah, and th- that was the next question. So okay, okay. The next question was basically, um, do you think there's any love languages that if that's your main, then that's your main. They just it's just not gonna work. I, you know, my mindset is I think it's just a matter of how hard you want to work. It's depending on the person. Right? I think yeah. it's really hard you want to work. that's it what really I think is. too. It definitely depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, if yours is acts of service, mm-hmm. and you know, mine's is. What what I said mine was affirmation, right? What? No, you, yours. No, mine is acts of service. Yeah. yeah. If, even even if all right, no. So if mine is acts of service, and if yours is physical touch or if it's quality time mm-hmm. and I'm like like you said I'm always busy mm-hmm. like I'm gonna see you when I see you like yeah. I'm out here trying to secure our future yes. and to me I feel like yeah. you seeing how hard I work should equate the fact that I'm and trying to build the life for us and it's crazy but if the person doesn't understand that that's the exact example the uh, the doctor in the book I was reading that's yeah. he's like you see that over and over with relationships yeah and he, and he was like explaining it's like if you really want to learn, it's like, okay, maybe I get real strategic with it. Like, bro, on Sundays, you know, we go out to the movies at this time every week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's about how hard you want to work. to make time. You could learn. Yeah, you, you got to tr- make time. You got to try. Um, your life. You know, we live in a viral age now. And yeah. a few years ago, that video went viral. The guy telling how his wife doesn't pay any bills. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do this. She doesn't pay for groceries. Like, yeah. he's, he does everything. And it came back out that, like, He's he's gonna be on like divorce court or something, yeah. because his wife is leaving him because even though he provided a lot, he yeah. was saying to guys like your female should not lift a finger type yeah. of thing. But one, that's like, mm-hmm. you feel me? That depends on the person because if she wants to go out and have a career, I'm not gonna tell her to sit in the house because that's not what she wants to do. Yeah. And two, if you're out securing the bag, making sure that she doesn't do those things, she doesn't see you. Yeah. So there, people are basically saying like. Like, you can't just paint half the picture. Because people was reposting that saying, oh, he's a real man. This is what people should be doing. In the same sense, yeah. would you rather have someone secure all these things for you or would you rather have them with you? Yeah. So, it just depends on the person. Because, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that put up that post that might love just sitting at home in a big house and just be chilling yeah. until he gets home and see yeah. him for two hours. But there's yeah. plenty of other people that, yeah. you know, yeah. work their ends at 5 and want to see you at 5.30. Like, yeah, I feel like as a hard-working woman, I would be damned if somebody comes in and takes, like, what I have or, like, is like, oh, no, I, you don't have to work no more or do this or do that. Like, I feel like that's 
super important in a relationship that you both have your own lives. I make that a point. Like, you have your friends and I have my friends. And although we do mix our friends because, of course, we probably live together or, you know, we're adults now. So we're doing adulting things. Like, we might go out to the club and I invite my friends or you invite your friends. So, of course, like, we're going to be known of each other. But it's very important that we keep our lives separate. Mm -hmm. Like, when I need an escape, I need to go away. Mm -hmm. When you need an escape, you need to go away. And I feel like a lot of the times what happens with women is they get caught up in their men because they want to, like, stay stay on the same level as him. Or they want to... Um, they want to make sure, like, he's not out doing X, Y, and Z or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but if you don't you don't have that initial, like, trust, like, okay, we're going to actually do this, mm-hmm. and you don't have your life, like, you're going to just sink. Like, mm-hmm. some of these women are sinking because of things like this. Like, you cannot, I don't want to say you cannot allow a man to take over everything because some men are like that they do want to take over things and like i think people like have to understand like verbiage and like you should you should work hard enough that your wife doesn't have to work and it's have to yes if she wants to work Mm -hmm. then she has the freedom to work but you're working so hard that the money that she's making is literally for whatever she wants to do yeah. Or if she wants to put money and into the household, she can do that, yeah. obviously. But the, but the crazy thing is, bro, and it all depends on the person, right? If a, if some people you you might do that for, but it has no effect on how loved they feel. Like, they might even think it's great, and they appreciate you for it. It's great. But the amount in which you do that or don't do that doesn't make them feel more or less loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know mm-hmm. I mean? yeah. Like, you still got to figure out a way. Like, even if you do do that, it's great. They're going to like it. They might not like it, but... You still gotta love them the way they want to be. Yeah, definitely. Like if you definitely. do that, but you never, the last time you gave them a, a some roses or a gift or something was about ten years ago. They ain't mm-hmm. they ain't feel like they don't love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This person doesn't love me. You know what I mean? But if you didn't do that and gave them roses once a week, they would feel like the most loved person in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's all on communication. As yeah. Because well. you have to also understand how how much of you know how much is too much. Like, mm-hmm. your thing might be physical touch, you know? But I can guarantee you don't literally want your man, like, hanging on your back Grabbing all the time. Grabbing me and stuff. No. Yeah, like, so it's like, it, it has to be a healthy a healthy zone to where, you know, you're doing these things and you're getting the point across, but you're not overbearing. Because mm-hmm. if you send a girl or your significant other, you know, some flowers and a teddy bear to work, and she gets it in front of all her friends, and you know she gets to make them feel jealous and all this stuff. It's gonna feel good, but if you're doing it every day, her friends might be like, "Do you have a stalker?" <laughs> like, yeah, like you know? your boyfriend's a nutcase. Yeah, like it's you have you have to you have to do things. I, I, I like I said, yeah, it depends on the person. So you have to yeah. you have to you have to decide. Yeah, I think yourself. I think it's important to like the like say you know someone's love language is like gift giving. The possibilities in that is like endless. It's endless. Like, say someone's love is acts of service. The possibilities in that is endless. Mm-hmm. The possibilities in each one is endless. It's, it's just making sure you're in the right fucking lane. Like, yeah. like right. don't get off. You could be in the wrong lane. Get off Just track. get in the right lane, and then you have the unlimited amount of ways to, to do that thing. Right. Right. You got to understand the different ones. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Can I get help for anybody? Jay, Jay, you want to throw some sauce in there? Oh, man. Do I want to throw a little? Uh, I wish I, I could wanna, see I wanna it. Say, yeah, I wish I could say, see uh, it. <laughs> I want to say what Lee said. She, she said something about, you know, letting each other, you know, have space or whatever. And I want to go back to a, a something I seen on Instagram. I know, I don't, I don't know if I send it to people, but um, Iman Shepard says something very, very, very important. Um, said something about, you know, how him and Tiana Taylor, how they work perfectly together because they allow each other to go, you know, they're not their separate ways, but allow each other to, you know, go out and venture the world. And then at the end of the day, they come together and they allow each other to grow. They allow each other to grow, you know, in the world. And then they come back and talk about their day and they, you know what I'm saying? They talk about it and then, you know. One person puts their input in, the other person puts their input in, and it allows them to grow. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and you know, I have to learn that, definitely. But, um, you know, that's, that's very important, yeah. I think. That's in, uh, super important. Relationship. Because you can't, you know, you got to think about it. If, if, you're, if you're not trying to make yourself your best self every day, but you're yeah. trying to make your relationship your best, the, the best every day. Like the, those things just don't equate, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put it, put positive energy into yourself, positive equity into yourself, and then you now mm-hmm. take those things and you put it into someone else and put it into the relationship. Because yeah, you can't be in a healthy relationship, or you can't be in a positive relationship, and you know, you, you don't you don't feel accomplished, or yeah. you know you don't you you feel like you're in a dead-end job and you're this and you're that. So it's like you have to try to be your best self mm-hmm. and be happy with who you are. And then I feel like um, you can take that happiness yeah. to somebody else and like really just try to make sure that person understands like, all right, like this is this is how I understand that you uh, receive and accept love mm-hmm. and this is what I'm, I'm willing to do mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, I go to lengths to express that. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll be my takeaway. Most definitely. I think it's so important to have your own space, have your own lives, your own jobs, like just like everything just like not separate, but like things that can be shared with one another. Super important. My last thing, uh, my last thing in general is listen, I would say listen more and talk less. Listen more, everybody. Definitely. Um, this once again, we put out another disclaimer out there before we get out of here. None of us are relationship experts. Nope. We only know what we've experienced. Like the dollar bill. So you know, take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> There's definitely been some gems in here. We want to definitely give a second round of applause to our first female guest, uh, Lisa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for added, adding positivity to the conversation um definitely you know you're welcome back anytime it's super dope it's a pleasure i'm super excited uh jay want to talk to the people yo sorry i couldn't be there today y'all but you know mother nature had other plans you know what i'm saying but uh i'll be back next week yeah, whatever. Y'all, y'all heard week. him at the beginning of the episode. I think I might leave that in there, too. <laughs> he said he don't care about y'all, y'all. We holding Jay accountable on the show right now. <laughs> it's 2021, bro. We got to get right. Um, yeah, what? thank you. What you mean? I'm, I'm only joking, bro. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, hold on. What, what's going on? 
Thank you for uh, tuning in to another episode. Uh, whether you stopped listening after 15 seconds or whether you got to this point, we thank you for even giving us a chance. We want to, once again, thank you for coming on, Elijah, yeah, and, you know, you. adding to the conversation. Thank you. Uh, where can they find you on your, you know, social media if you want to put um, it out there? Yes. So my Instagram and Twitter is both Elijah Ashley, A-L-A-J-A-A-S-H-L-E-Y. And, you know, you want to shout anybody out, tell, tell the people anything you got, any future endeavors you got going on, anything like that? Um, no, stay positive, stay safe, you know, drink, drink your water, eat your fruit. <laughs> it's, it's scary out here, man. Yeah, stay positive, stay up, don't think. That's all. Don't think like that. Don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been another episode of the Demi God Chronicles. You can find us at Instagram uh, or on Instagram at the Demi God Chronicles underscore at cb.lopez at Mr. J-A-Y Wheeler at underscore underscore Mills with a Z underscore over there (laughs) sipping his water being light skinned. Cameraman. And me at Master Studios underscore Studios with a V and at underscore underscore Demi God underscore Chris, get some Spanish in there for your, for your, for your viewership. Gracias para tu tiempo. <laughs> That's it. We out of here. Bow. <laughs>